we're here. Yay! Because we didn't have THP over the week, as most of you may have noticed. Phil yes. was sick. I am still sick. Um, I'm not as bad as I was. I actually sound like myself. It was weird. I was a little high-pitched. I was a little low-pitched, believe it or not. Uh, I still have a <laughs> going on, so uh, One more keep on. We, I still have a <laughs> still going on. So keep on smoking, kids. Put some lead in your pencil. Right? Put some hair on that chest there. Got a full house tonight. We including do. The, including the cicadas. Can, I, can you hear it? It just sounds like a, a like jungle cricket ambiance, dude. It they're like right outside the garage door, and they're just going. Like I walk in the garage, I'm like, oh my god, this is gonna suck. Um, but everyone, you can hear me, okay? Yeah, you sound great. Honestly, it, just, had, it sounds like ambiance. I had, it sounds I like had, a recording. Uh, Ellie and her little friends were were playing in here yesterday, and I walked in, and they were playing with the mic and the camera, and I assumed the board, so I was like. Hell no! You don't need to get your ass out of here. And, yeah, it's no bueno. Everything looks to be okay. Everything sounds okay. So, yeah, yeah. Clayton is back. Clayton Bigsby, <laughs> my friend Jasper. <laughs> don't make me choke tonight. <laughs> I'm actually. Well, it's funny because as much are as you I smoking s- a cigarette and you're sick. I'm smoking a cigarette and I'm sick. And I'm probably going to smoke a lot of cigarettes tonight because that's what I do on this godforsaken show. But um, everyone's like, you're sick. Don't smoke. And I'm like, it's not the smoking that makes me cough and choke. It's talking. And like, you never realize, especially if you work retail, you never realize how much a day you talk. And like, I find myself like with a customer and I'm like, Hey, I'm sorry. But if I don't talk at this volume, I'm going to hack in your face. I'm sorry. And I don't have the corona. Forgive me. So Andy thank you. Got, Andy got him a new baby rack. Andy, who did you get your baby rack through? Are we taking bets? Dude, you know what's funny? So, uh, as Paul said, I just scrolled past a recipe for crispy wok cicadas on Facebook. Maybe I can give that a try to thin down the noise. The weirdest thing is you never actually see them, but the trees are full of them, and it's just this wall of super Mariah Carey-esque high pitch just screech. And it's it's rough. And the Ruiz are here. They're working on their new shot, which is pretty, pretty baller. I need to talk to them. I want to Maybe see if they'll do an article on the process of opening a shop and what it's been like. And oh yeah, there he is! Hey, the beard that blows all of ours out of the water smokes us all. It is definitely true. Nonsense. I ain't eating any cicadas. I'm sorry. I love that room too, Bill. Like the decor and like the the vibe of it. It's a good room. (laughs) Uh, This would be my wife's sewing corner in our room. So, I like it. The bearded like wonder. That's why there's a huge fabric pile and whatnot here. Oh, okay. The only thing is funny is I lean my head so I could like look around the corner and I realize that that can't happen because it's a fucking camera. <laughs> that is true. It's been a long day, guys. So, uh, so, so where did uh, Andy get his rack? Yes, yeah, 
sea serpents. The Jets, the Jets are flying too. The Jets were flying last night. I swear it was like right over the house because I was trying to do the Condor cast and I had to like mute myself for like five minutes at a time because the Jets are flying like as low as possible. And it's it's just summer is not the not the time to record. Is it even summer fish. yet? Technically, I mean, kind of. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Jason said, "Go check and see if I can find some copperheads hunting for them." That could be. That'd be really cool to come across. That would be awesome. I don't know if you guys have ever you, y'all ever seen copperheads eating cicadas. You ever come across any? No, I've, I've never found one in the wild. Believe it or not, I found a dor one. A when I was I've never found a copperhead. I found a dor what? one uh, when I was road cruising in Myrtle Beach one year. Um, but uh, yeah, never found one. Oh, I'm going to send you something to, you something to share. Because my neighbor, my neighbors figured out that I'm a snake guy, and so now they want me to put it together. They have a little happy hour apparently, like every week, and so they want me to come and talk to them about native snakes and which ones to look out for. And so, nice. of course, so cool. one of them, yeah, one of them sent me a video of a pretty nice looking copperhead in her driveway. And usually, when they're like, "Oh, I saw a copperhead," I'm like, eh, "Okay, you saw a copperhead." Uh, this one actually was. It's actually a nice one. Let me see if I can find a video. I don't know how far back I have to go. If it's video, send it on Facebook. It is. I'm just trying to figure out where, who, how it was sent to me. If it was on Messenger, or if it was. Yeah, uh, you should in no way decide the seasons by what Walmart sets out. Walmart has pool yeah. stuff out. That that yeah. was like the day after Christmas. <laughs> nice. I would do when I worked at Walgreens, we had that stuff out early on purpose because you have trucks bringing it in and you get to the point yep. where you literally have nowhere else to put it. And you have to put it on the shelves. Like it has to go out. It's crazy. So did we mention who tonight's show is brought to you by? Uh, we have not the fine people of the Puget sound. They happen to breed pythons. They would be the Gendra of Puget sound pythons. Check them out. They got a lot of cool critters. Happening people. Make it I actually, the, the folks of Puget Sound Pythons are both originally from Kansas and six degrees of reptile nerd. Uh, I happen to know the town Jeff is from and my brother-in-law now teaches there. Wow. Look at that. Can't and it's literally like a hole in a cornfield. So it it's a, it's not some big metropolis. That's awesome. I like it. <laughs> Gendra says they love the name Gendra and hate the name Gendra. It's going to be there for a while. And it's funny, while Justin looks for this video of said Copperhead, um, I was going to bring up what we're smoking tonight, and then I see Bill's got his pipe. Oh, yeah. I mean, I got to break it out if I'm going to be on this show. Like, got to break it out. I already told Justin I'm a lightweight for cigars. They were beating the hell out of me. Oh, really? I don't know, man. So, I I went through a sample pack, and I found out I'm not a huge pepper guy. So okay, I did I didn't know that. So that's that's not my vibe. Um, I guess that kind of makes sense because the stuff that I drink is all like really uh, PD Scotch. Okay. So th those two things obviously don't make any sense together. And then uh, there were a few in one of the sample packs that were not that peppery. They were actually really good. And then, like I would go turn off lights at my facility or what have you. And uh, that was really loud. So I'm going to close this window. Zoom, zoom. 
And uh, like I would just smoke while I was walking, do what I was doing for lights and then walk back and uh, get back, chill on the porch, usually listening to you guys talk while it was snakes and stogies. And I'd sit there for a minute and be like, whoa, uh, I have to work in the morning and I feel amazing right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Put two and two together and I was like, I think scars are kicking the crap out of me. All right. So what it was, well, I forgot. What, Katie, sh- Katie showed me the video on her phone, so I'm going to get her to send it to me, and then I will send it to you. Okay. All right. That works for me. Uh, what kind of blend are we smoking out of the pipe tonight? So I, um, all of my pipes are from Danny Boy Pipes, which is a small company that goes to Ren Fairs. There's, oh, cool. a Ren Fa- there's a Ren Fair in southern Wisconsin called the Bristol Renaissance Fair, and that's where I first picked up their stuff. And then they also have their own blends. Um, they're harder to get in Illinois, so I get it from a place in Wisconsin. This is called Blend X, which basically um, tastes and smells uh, like Christmas cookies smell. It's made really? with real adamantium from Wolverine Skeleton. It is. It does make it harder to chew. Wow. Very cool. And Justin, what are you smoking tonight? As you light it. I have poor timing on my question. Uh, a Rocky Patel Sungrown Maduro, which most of you guys know I'm not a big Rocky guy, but these Sungrown Maduros, if you're wanting something that's just going to kick you in the teeth, this All is right. it. But I got a nice Duly noted. iced coffee with me because I was too lazy to stop and get another bang, which I didn't need another one anyways because I already had three today. But... Jesus. High Look, octane, brother. My child woke me up at seven. That, okay, that's like a normal human being's time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it normally is. Yes, but I was up late last night recording TCC, and then oh. I had my alarm set for a certain time, and then she came barging in, complaining that she couldn't sleep. It was like seven in the morning. I'm like, we're literally getting up in an hour. Can you not just let us go to sleep? Like, just, mm. just anything, kill me, Smalls. I should get the Amazon subscription for bangs. I need to look into that. But then I can't mix up my flavors. I like to get a little plethora. They gotta have I, a sample. They gotta have a sample pack on Amazon, do they not? I don't know. Maybe I haven't really looked. I just buy it's them at Parker's. Parker's has them on sale, usually like two for four fifty or something. So I assume that's okay. a gas station or something. Yeah, it is. I don't want to try the bang seltzers. I'm scared of them. I don't do like the seltzer, the whole alcoholic water thing. Mm, that sounds gross. I'm kind of just all the seltzers I've had, be it Budweiser or White Claw, and just like I, I don't, they don't do it for me. I'm gonna drink a like actual alcohol if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna do it. There you go. That'll help your cough too, there, Phil. That'll make you that, feel better. That, it's literally just straight bourbon, just nice. making well it go away. What uh, particular type of brown liquor are you drinking? Uh, that would be Angel's Envy. Nice. Well done. Angel's Envy neat. Yeah, and the reason why I, I picked Angel's Envy, I wanted to do some kind of whiskey or scotch or something tonight, but I want to stay away from the scotch because the stuff I have right now wouldn't go well <laughs> with uh, what's so funny. No laws when you're drinking claws. Oh, <laughs> Jesus, Jason. Uh, so uh, uh, my good friends... Uh, Jay and Shannon actually for I, don't know, I think it was Christmas gave me a, a sampler pack from a cigar company called the Good Cigar Company. Have you ever heard of it? 
No. So it basically with a name like that, how could I? How could I? Not. Yeah, have? it's a very very original name, right? Um, but the sampler was nice. It gave you a notes book, and it gave you, um, I think, six or seven sticks. Everything, a little bit of everything from their whole line. This one's called the Voyage, and um, let's see if I can get that in there. And uh, it's a it's a Nicaraguan inside. It's a Nicaraguan outside. Uh, uh, Corojo, and I, I I opened the wrappers and all of them just to kind of get a whiff, you know. And this one pops out to me. It literally smells exactly the same as a Churchill. Uh, Cuban Cohiba. At least all the ones I've had before. Dan, you're wrong for that one. If Bill was like covered in, in tattoos from like head to toe, I can see it, but I'm working on it. Yeah. So yeah. So what the rap, what's the wrapper on that one? Uh, it's a Nicaraguan uh, Corojo. Nice. And the, the fillers Corojo with another one, another uh, C word that I can't remember. Criollo. Criollo. I can never pronounce it. And that's why I forget it. It's like the mind. So, cri nice Criollo? Yeah. Criollo. Yeah. C-R-I-O-L-L-O. -L -L -O. When you put yes. two L's together in Spanish, that's a yo sound. That's yes. That's a Y sound. The E. So, here um, we go. Yeah, so did I, t I mentioned briefly the other day that we have these bundled sticks at work, right? That are like right. 40 bucks for, for 20. And... I've had the bigger gauges and I wasn't crazy about it. I was like, people ask me all the time, is it good? I'm like, it's a cigar. You know, it's not horrible. So I like, I've, I've honestly had worse. And usually for some reason they take that as like a bad thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and so I, I had a guy who brought in a, a bundle of the Churchill's. So it's like a 48 ring gauge. I think they're kind of thinner for a standard Churchill. It's almost like an, like a, uh, not even a double Corona, but, it doesn't matter. Uh, so we brought him in. He's like, these are dry. They're cracked. You know, can I swap them out? And I saw, so I, I called the owner and he said, yeah, go ahead and do it. So I did. And so that, you know, he was like, smoke one or two of those and see if they actually are. And dude, I smoked one. Those things are out of this world. Good. It's a three dollar nice. star. And it's like freakishly good. So I'm thinking I might get some snakes and stogies bands made. And then each week do like a little trivia thing where the first person to answer that gets a tally and then once you get to like 20 or 10 or whatever we ship you out 10 of those snakes and stogies cigars it sounds there's pretty a, good there's a maduro in a connecticut and i want to try the connecticut still but the maduro is just the, it was funny because the guy brought him in i smoked two out of that same bundle that he brought back burned as evenly as as a cigar could like there was absolutely nothing wrong with those things i think he just didn't like the flavor of it and he wanted something lighter but excellent who knows well, good shit, man. Yeah. So, and I there's even a guy that worked at another shop uh, across town, the other side, like sub, the south southern part of the county. Um, and I told him because he's a pretty hardcore cigar. I was like, dude, take one of these and try it. He's like, oh, I don't know, man. He's he's like hardcore on LFD, the the diggers, you know, the huge like yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, those in the seven thousand series padrones. That's like all he gets. And I'm like, dude, try this for real. You're gonna like it. And he always brings in some stuff and hooks me up. And so I'm like. Give it a shot. And he came in today. He's like, dude, that thing's actually really good. <laughs> I, like, I know. Phenomenal. So. Yeah. Yeah. So Jeff said, did you guys see all the flooding where Brent's at? Um, I did. It's pretty crazy. 
I guess the lake that he lives on is flooding. Really? It looks like Texas has gotten a lot of rain and stuff, so maybe he got some of that action that Texas was getting because I know Chris posted a picture of a very drenched um, driveway. Right. Downpour. Well, first notes on this stick is uh, not anything special. Um, it smells way better than it tastes. Uh, I smoke a lot of cigars, man, but this one just tastes burnt out of the gate. So I'm give it a little bit. Let it, let yeah, it, maybe I, sometimes it may have got it too hot too quick. There's been a few I noticed, not necessarily those because I never had those, but a couple in particular, like those first like five puffs or so, like that first like quarter inch is just super sort of strong and in your face, and then it, it does mellow out, you know, just given the roll. But with that Criollo tobacco, you can expect sort of like a, a very smoky sort of woodsy woodsy flavor to it is kind of how I describe it. It's like a, almost like a campfire-ish. Yeah, um, I think also, my, obviously because I'm sick, my senses may be obscure, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rule it out because it smells so good. And even burning, like right now, just like getting a whiff of it, it mm -hmm. smells really good. It's probably because I'm sick. I will say, when I had COVID, I tried to smoke one of those Charter Oak Connecticut's, which I usually really like. It's a great cigar for six or seven bucks, right? Um, and it tasted horrible. Like I've never tasted a cigar like that. And it it's you know your your olfactory stuff is just fried especially with COVID. And so I was like, I, I couldn't finish it. It was too much. So I probably very likely does have something to do with that, but yeah. But the angels envy still tastes fucking you great it to me on Instagram or Facebook because it compresses the video quality. I'm trying to show Phil and the world and the world. Look, see. Well, it, I'm just saying. Hi, Katie. Phil says hi. Mrs. Cyania. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Sania. But I what's new? It. I so I caught like the last half hour or so of your of the Lizard Brain Radio show with Chris last night. I need to finish listening to it because I just I could listen to Chris talk forever. Yeah, uh, we almost did, and we both realized we had to work this morning. <laughs> Very easily can happen with that boy. Yeah, which is funny because even in the live chat, I had like I had specifically mentioned the fact that I was really interested in hearing him talk because he was a big time nerd on Coleonics and North American stuff. And, uh, huh? it took us forever to get to Coleonics. And then when we did, <laughs> we, we talked about it for a little bit. Um, but he, he said that he wants, he wants to come back and do a Coleonics like specific episode and, you know, he yeah. wants to, to make some notes and, and set himself out and talk about the species type of thing. Dude, there's, um, there's 1.4 Mitratus in there specifically because of him. Mm -hmm. So, and then, uh, Dominique was actually in the live chat and was asking, um, Chris is really big on, um, he includes, he includes his daughter and he was talking about that and so on and so forth. And, uh, I include my kids in a lot of stuff that I do. So she was asking about that. So I think the next, the next time we talk is going to be Coleonics and kids and we'll kind of combine the two. 
That'll be a great show, man. That'll be a great show. He has caught my attention with the Coleonic stuff. Of course. Of course. I'm really surprised those aren't more popular, just given that they're a U.S. leopard gecko. I mean, more or less, let's call it what it is. Well, I've said the same thing about a ton of U.S. species. I mean, Chuck Wallas, mm -hmm. desert iguanas, like, how, how did we... I understand that, you know, bearded dragons and stuff were exotic at the time and like, oh, it's an Australian, like there's some exotic there, but like you, you can't tell me that a full grown male, like carrot tail chuckwalla doesn't look better than a, what at that time was an orange bearded dragon. Yeah. Like we, yeah. we have great, we have great color now, but yeah. when that started out, they weren't, they were brown lizards with a little bit of red and yellow from, you know, the dirt of Australia. We can roll out in North America and just pick up Chuck Wallas that are look cooler than that. Right. One of my favorite North American lizards that always gets overlooked are leopard lizards. Yes. Dude, yes. I love leopard lizards. And I'll be honest, I was going to do a cohab with them and collards. And then, like, as I was mapping everything out, I was like, this is going to be a horrible idea. It's going to be blood everywhere. They're just going to murder each other. Possible. Um, possible. H highly, highly likely. Um, and I realized I want up not doing them. I want up not doing the leopards because I want to do it right. You know what I mean? And like I want to have like a big five, six foot enclosure and like have like four or five of them run around in there and do all that nonsense. But uh, dude, nobody keeps them. I, I don't understand why. I really don't. I think they're awesome, awesome lizards. I just ashed all over myself. <sighs> That'll happen. Listen up, Ryan Cox. It wouldn't be the Berlin Wall <laughs> that I would be talking about. It's the that's the wrong war. It would be the bank in Mosul. Thank you very much. Yeah, nice. Vietnam. <laughs> what? <laughs> also w the wrong country, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I love Korea. It's beautiful this time of year. Oh, man. What about we were talking about redheaded gammas not that long ago, right? The Spider-Man yeah, gammas. Yeah, those don't stay that bright color though all year round, right? Is it just a seasonal? No, thing? They, they don't do that in captivity. <laughs> oh, okay. Because I was yeah, like, yeah. every time I see pictures of those, I'm like, man, we got those here. Those would be awesome. But then Dude, I see pictures of them, and I'm like, those are ugly. It's like a male orca when they get in captivity, the fin just kind of flops yeah. over. Yeah, it's the same thing with the redheads. Like they look gorgeous outside when you catch them in Port St. Lucie, Florida, <laughs> and then the minute you put them in a terrarium, they're just brown. What if you but blasted them with light? I was going to say, it's got to be dosed them with Rapashi Super Pig. <sighs> to be honest, if you put them, if you had a room enclosure, if you had like a 12 by 12 enclosure and you had like at least eight foot ceilings and you had solar glows with, you know, low hanging UVB that was, you know, 18 inches off the ground and just pumped them full and just fed the shit out of them, I'm sure they would stay the color. But no one does that. We keep them in a 30 breeder and that's the problem, you know? Don't tempt me with a good time. Yeah, right? <laughs> Well, but that's like, you know, the emperor flat rock lizards or flat rock, flat rock lizards in general. Yeah. I mean, you, you see some of the males when they're fired up and it's like, yes. And you see a brown female with two yellow stripes and you're like, oh, yeah, I got to keep those too. Yeah, but you know what, though? All the, all the platysaurus that I had over the years, first of all, emperor are my favorite, hands down. Even the girls, like when you really hold a female in your hand, you look at those, those lines 
there's faded colors within those bands or in those stripes. And then like the black or the brown that's there, there is still flecking of color in there. It's just not oh, yeah. the, 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 the slap you in the face colors in the male. And, and See, all of mine held their color quite well. See, but there's tons of species like that. That's, that's the same thing as when I first started talking to Justin about Bairds, like trying to explain to people what that looks like. Yeah. It's like, man, I, you just got to hold one. I can't let them, let them miss out. Yeah. I can't More explain to you money. that it looks like you melted Skittles into some gray paint. Like, I don't Legit. know how to tell, I don't know how to tell you that other than I just said that. And then everybody's like, I don't know, man, it looks kind of like a gray blue snake. I'm like, all There's right. Well. Multiple people in the chat that, that are, they, they, they know. They well, it's it. like, so Keller sent me some pictures of his stuff earlier today. Cause we were just, we just, we BS on Instagram every other day, whatever. And he sends me the Gila monster, a Boyga and the Bairds. And look, I love Boyga. I love Gila's. I zoomed in on that Bairds. And his, so, so the yeah. one he has is the same one he got at the Atlanta show when me and Casey were there and Casey bought that one and surprised me with it. Ah, okay. Okay. So those two are actually, I believe they're clutch mates. If I'm not mistaken, like they're siblings. So. I also <laughs> want to acknowledge that blue Ridge is talking about team on Lepidus in the chat. And that that's pretty legit. Yeah. I got to give you that. How long before these lizards start to calm down? F1, F2. Which species are we talking I'm about? I'm assuming like the, the Agamas. And I guess, I mean, Chuckwallas, what are those like? I don't really know anybody that, uh, that deals well, for with the, those. That yeah. I've ever dealt with Agamas. Um, they don't. They, they don't. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're a look not touch kind of thing that's yeah. that's why they never achieve the popularity of a bearded dragon bearded dragons don't give a crap about you they want to Makes sit on that. rocks and you're yeah. just a big rock uh chuck wallas get pretty cool i mean they're they're very similar yeah. they, they want to bask and sit on rocks and see what's going on and show off for their girlfriends so i mean it's a similar um behavior that you can play into your favor but man little stuff swifts like why does nobody give a crap about pink belly swifts and, and lizards like that that are super cool and you could set up an arboreal enclosure and just put an old fence post in it with a basking yeah. lamp at the top and then paint the background to look like a little scene that wouldn't even be that hard you could bob ross that and it'd, be very, it'd be very simple but you can't ever touch them you're just going to watch them do what fence lizards do which yeah. is cool but it it won't sit on you like a beardy or walk like a leopard it just yeah. they don't do that or like, uh, dude, earless lizards, man. Yes. Dude, earless lizards are so freaking rainbow kaleidoscope bellied. And every time I see one, it's always a nice profile shot. And like the people, I, I don't know many people, if not any anymore, that ever kept keep them or kept them. But like that is a lizard where if you had it in a nice XO or a Zoomed or a Zilla, whatever, and you could open the front and just reach in and just like kind of scoop them up. They'll totally sit there for you. You're not going to sit there and watch TV with them, but you could still physically interact with those lizards and sure. all would be fine. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, do, I, I remember when I went through a Chuck Wallace phase and somebody told me you, you should hold them as if they're in between the rocks, especially if they puff out. Yep. So you basically make them hold, comfortable. hold them like this and they're stressing out because they're trying to evade yep. you, the predator. But because you're holding them like this, they feel like they're in the rock crevice and they they will mellow out. But I never kept them long enough to really to really see if that's true. As our tegus are growing up, my wife wears a hoodie and puts them in the pouch and just pets them to keep them calm. 
that's actually great because it's, it's dark in there, you know? Yep. Once they're big enough to feel like they can kind of hold their own, especially with males, then they're already used to sitting in your lap and having that feeling mm -hmm. of, of heat on their, their back and their tail, and they just chill. With another, um, we have a, a the native species here that I that I think would always, I've always thought would be really fun are the broadheaded skinks. Yeah, those really diesel. Just you get those nice males with just the blood red head and the you know the the brownish body. Like I've seen some ones that are really sizable compared to the other lizards we have native down here. Like those For things, sure. man. They're and they're fun to watch. I mean, I uh, sometimes you'll get a couple that like a group of them that we have a tree in our backyard that's that's like rotted on the inside practically like you can see through it at one part and uh somehow it's still growing and there's a group of like three or four that just hang out in that tree and it's funny to watch it's like three females and a male and just watching them like chase each other around and and do their thing they're uh it's it's they're pretty entertaining it's just it's just a different style of keeping it's mm -hmm. it's you know that well even something like you know you're really into green trees and things like that where you know, you, you do interact with them a little bit, maintenance and things like that. But the, the point of them is that they're gorgeous and, and you want to see these things. And then you have the different places they're from and how they look. And you, you actually appreciate how they mm -hmm. look. Whereas when you get to something like rat snakes, depending on what your opinion is for how you, you prefer snakes to look, some of those aren't as pretty. But if you want something that you can just run your hands around and it'll it'll mm -hmm. work it'll work out on you, awesome, you know. And it it's like the same thing like retic morphs. Retic yeah. morphs are beautiful. What do you do with it? It mm -hmm. it's it, you don't that doesn't hang out with you on the couch. It's too big. It's, See, I don't, that's it's where like that's another part where brettles. I feel like they they're in that that dead center of that where they are yep. naturally very pretty. Mine are always out. It's rare that I mine is in his hide ever. Um, and then even the beards, like I was feeding stuff the other day and like anytime I'm in the room, I notice my, my rack with my adult beards in it, they're all out. Like it's mm -hmm. rare for me to not see them either. I mean, they're just, it's one of those species where they see me walking around and you see them just watching me. And, uh, Brettles yeah, are a know. rat snake for places <clears throat> that don't have rat snakes. <laughs> it's, it's just a, like if you had a diesel black rat or a pine snake, and then you looked at a Brettles and it's like eh, a little more red comparable. <laughs> like it, I mean, they're, they're not nearly as big as a quote unquote Python. Yeah. And they, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that could do it. You know, they're the perfect size because they're not so big that they're unmanageable, but yeah. they're also not Antaresia or anything like that. Like my yes. male, he's a, if I took him out, people are like, Oh wow, that's big. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and, terms of what i have yeah he's the biggest thing i own but in the grand scheme of like snakes and stuff it's like they're really medium 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 sized pythons well they're big if you only had exposure to corn snakes right and then you're like oh man wow and it's like well yes but also no <laughs> yeah thanks man and i uh i mean there's just my male i mean both of mine are really mellow my female she's a little more food crazy um, but once she realizes nothing's happening, I mean, they're both super chill and a super trustworthy, uh, for sure. You know, that's, if I have people come over when they want to see snakes, you know, it's almost always my male, male brothers that comes out because, you know, like I said, he's, he's extremely, extremely mellow. Oh, that nerd, he got his glasses on. 
Well, and it, like, like I have red tails and, and different things like that as well. And like, they're also arboreal and they'll sit on your shoulders and do what people think that they want them to do. And they take their snake selfie or, or whatever, but it's, it's just not the same. Like they, you know, something like really any carpet that I've interacted with, even coastals and stuff, but like the, the brettles, like they're much more interactive. You're able to just move a little bit more. Yeah. Even something like a red tail, which isn't quote unquote big. When we talk about snakes, it just wants to coil up on your shoulders and sit there. You know, it's, it's great if you are a little nervous about snakes or you just want to hold a big thing and maybe see what's going on. But like the, the point is that they don't do a whole lot. They, they hold onto a tree branch yeah, and snatch yeah. a bat out of the air. They don't, their, their body the is made. Soma. Yeah. But they're, that's great. If, if you're nervous about things that are wiggly, but still, you know, you get an eight foot red tail, like that's a whole lot of strength mm-hmm. in comparison to even like an eight foot coastal or you know, a five, six foot brettles. Yeah, yeah, no. One of my old, uh, the guy I used to work for at the at the Low Country Institute, he swore that boas were stronger than pythons. And after having some of the the Nicaraguan boas and stuff, I I fully agree. I don't know what absolutely. it is, but boas I, just have so much more like torque to them. My hog island is absolutely more powerful than my brittles of comparable mm-hmm. size, and that was also the problem for the longest time in the hobby too. Was if you wanted something that was brettle size in a boa package, well, hog mm-hmm. Island type things were always kind of rare and kind of expensive and they still are kind of expensive. And then nobody really kept Nicaraguans cause they were Brown and boring yeah. and nobody cared about Sonorans until they had a morph and, and stuff like that. And so then you get to a red tail and it's like, well, a, back in the day, legit red tails were monsters you mm-hmm. know, and, yeah. and when they yeah. came in as imports, they hated human beings. Um, so, I mean, you were kind of stuck. Like, if you didn't keep colubrids, you kept boas or huge python. Like, there really wasn't an in-between. And then once people found carpets and, and specifically brettles, like, there's a reason they instantly became so popular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They're just, I mean, we, we've said it a, a thousand times. You know, they're the, they're the complete package. Their looks, their they're. they're stupid easy to take care of they can handle error you know way better mm-hmm. than a lot of species in the hobby honestly um you know they're just they're well mellow. it took people a long time to realize that australia gets cold yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. that it was okay you know and look man there's people on the east coast of the united states that have no idea that it snows in arizona like that's True. unfathomable yeah. to them it snows in hawaii yeah there you go in Honolulu, well, in, in the mountains, it snows up there. Cox was just cold. talking about um, the dwarf subspecies of retics that stay small, and which is wonderful. And that's also why Garrett is now having great success, is because people want those morphs and colors in a package they can manage. But man, that took a long time. Like it, it just didn't exist for a yeah. great deal of time. And when it did, it was super expensive. And you know, the retic that doesn't isn't a. Retail. Retail. Yeah. And, but well, let's but be real. You can, you could still have a, you know, champ, champ, champ out the wazoo and it still get 15 foot, even though it's true. Champ. You true. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Small is so, relative. Yeah. Small yes. is relative. I mean, scrubs. We see that in scrubs. Yes. Yeah. You can have a friggin' 10, you know, 10 foot scrub that's all of that big around. Exactly. You know, right. Boyga, exactly. same way. Boyga, you can get a friggin' five foot Boyga curled up in your hand, no problem. Yeah. It's because they're like a shoelace. Sure. Yeah. yeah, 
very thin, but very, very long. Yeah. But that's, yeah. I mean, the retake thing is a little weird though. Cause you, it, we still haven't gotten past it, but we have a little bit, you had to get past the bro culture of <laughs> you, everybody wanted a giant one. Yeah. And like, and I get it because like an, an ivory retic or, you know, some of the yeah. motley morphs that are, you know, when they're huge, it, it's awesome to see a humongous white snake, you know, like, sure. You, you get the all white ball Python or whatever. And it's like, Oh, that's pretty cool. You, you know, it, it's neat to see it. Times and then, 5,000. Right. You know, yeah. and you're like, Oh wait, what if it was 17 feet? Like that's pretty cool. <laughs> this you is know? the one that killed that tried to kill JLo and ice cube. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It just is probably not sensible for most people to put in their apartment. Yeah. Or apparently yeah. in their bed where it sizes them up. Yeah. And you know, Cox has that. He has one of those that retake that he's been wanting to part with. And I want it so bad. I just don't have anywhere to put it right now. And I know like what I do have isn't big enough and it's not a massive retake. It's not going to get massive that I don't need to. It's a couple years old and it's like less than six feet, I think. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, and it's got a high percentage of the super dwarf thing going on. I'm sure Cox will chime in and tell me everything I just said is wrong. But you know, if I want to keep it, if I'm, if I'm going to keep it, I want to be able to have the the cage space for it. And I mean, currently as it stands, I just don't have that. Right. Um, and I'm not going to you know get it from him and then be like, well, I'll get something for it eventually, and then have it in something smaller than it should be in, you know, for an indefinite period of time. So. Yeah. I also think it's interesting, though, because certain people... This is too, a gorgeous snake. Oh, yeah. Uh, certain people, too, will assume that... The same way that we assume, like, oh, the coastal carpet gets 11 foot. Whoa. No. Uh, we know that not to not be true. Right. But people undersize... I feel like they... Just going back to red tails, they undersize red tails. Yes. And they'll say, oh, this is a, this is a Suriname. Look at the colors. No, it's only going to get five foot. And it's like, wait a minute. It's going to be five hey. foot and that big around, you know? Like and a blood python. Same, like a blood python. And then I'm like, wait a minute. Absolutely. And, and there's a high probability that it could get 10 foot. You know what I mean? So, or at least eight. So. I, I was talking to a gentleman that does imports. And he had a legit red tail import that he had imported an adult um, that he, he didn't normally do that. It was the first time in a long time. Cause obviously our market doesn't particularly need that. Yeah. Uh, uh, Suriname or Guyana or uh, like I want to say type of red tail. Yeah. yeah. True, true red tail. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Pure Columbia and, um, bam, bam. He, he had posted that it was available. And so I messaged him in it. Cause I, I thought that was weird. And apparent a, a zoo facility had asked him to import it and then backed out. Really? And it's yeah. nice to know that hobbyists yeah, was, aren't the uh, only ones that do that to people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't just some schmo, it was a zoo. Um so he, you know, was stuck and was trying to sell the animal and that because that's his business. And uh, I was like, Hey man, you know what's what's the story? I do educational shows, display, whatnot, and so forth. And the guy was like, Okay, well, display would be cool. Uh if you try to touch <laughs> it, it will kill you. I'm like, Yeah, I, I kind of figured that. And he's like, No, no, you don't understand. It was a legit because the zoo asked and they wanted real measurements and they weren't paying unless they got what they wanted. Right, right, a right. real uh, 10 foot plus female. And it was like wow. as big as my thigh. That's and awesome. I was just like, yeah, man, that's really cool, but it would kill my kids. So I can't, uh, 
Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just, but it, I mean, he sent me pictures and stuff. And it was just absolutely ridiculous. And, um, you know, you, you get so many people that now they're like, I'm going to get a call albino, whatever. And it's like, hey, man, just so you know, uh, if you feed that seasonally like you should and it lives for the next 30 years, it's going to be longer than you are tall. So pay attention. <laughs> but I think there is there is sort of a, a fine line that has to be you know walked uh, between overfeeding and underfeeding for the sake of keeping it too small or keeping it smaller. Oh, yeah. You know, I think there is a way to to feed it a reasonable amount to where you're not going to get that monster, but you're also not going to have a severely stunted snake because you don't want that monster animal. I agree, but I also think that what people fail to realize is that the vast majority of reptiles, I won't say the vast majority, but quite a few reptiles um, truly do have indeterminate growth. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. it, it you, you're right in that, you know, you, you mean in man. terms that there is no standard? Yes. But like, and and that quite a few will slowly grow throughout like their a, lives. There's a curve. And, but my thing is like, like when I hear you guys talk about keeping males lean, keep them hungry, they want to breed, you don't want them fat and things like that. Absolutely. But if you, I'm talking more about like pet owner type people. If you took out the stress of breeding for females and even if you did feed seasonally or you do the different things that like the Vin Russo's of the world talk about, um, I mean, you're still talking another 25 years. Like that boa will eventually get quite large, you yeah. know, and yeah. it, it's not, not everyone's going to go to 10 feet cause not everybody's six, four, but like it, it, just because you're like, Oh, I feed seasonally and I follow the boa book and I do this whole thing. And, you know, I don't think it'll ever get more than six feet. And it's like, well, yeah, for the first 10 or 15 years, but mm -hmm. that second 10 or 15 years, you know, well, I, mean, I mean, like coastals yeah. are a good example of that. Like the monster coastals we hear about, those are the animals that probably are overfed and are yes. way bigger than, than you'd naturally see them, you know, except for in extreme cases, same with like alligators. You see those monster pictures. Those are just massive diesel gators. And it's like, that's not the norm, but they do exist. <laughs> Well, and yeah. when they exist in the wild, they're very, very old. Yeah. 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 That's that's the difference that people don't equate for is is age. You know, we get there at some alligator farm and they got a 10 foot monster male and it's like an old an old jungle bob was hatched here. And it's in like 1945. Well, yeah, hopefully, yeah. hopefully pre Vietnam War, <laughs> you know, yeah. to, to be that big, yeah. Yeah. not, you know, post Ronald Reagan. Hey, what's up, Billy? Um, Crack is whack. So, how many times have you guys had someone with a, a legit BCC that was just fired up, gaping, hissing, rasping, and then you pick it up and nothing happens? It's like a, it's like a bull snake. Ah, shit. Mm -hmm. So, I've done that countless times in my life. They're like, "Oh man, this red tail! You be careful, man! This red tail take a shot at you!" And I'm like, "Okay," and like I'm holding it. It's like, you know, like an angry possum, and. And it just, it just possums out on you, you know? And then that one time I opened my mouth too much and wham, got me right on the forearm. And I was like, oh, I shouldn't have said anything. And now every time I try and do that, I go to get, I, I'm going to get bit. <laughs> you know what like I learned about possums on the Joe Rogan podcast not that long ago was that they're, they're like 
faking like playing dead. Yeah. I didn't realize that's a completely involuntary thing. Yeah, they're yeah, it's, fa- it's like fainting goats. They're it's like fainting yeah, goats, yeah. I didn't realize that. I thought it was it's like it. they were like, yeah, I'll just pretend to be dead and then I'll wake up. Apparently it's hundred yeah, percent like their body just shuts down. Yeah, it's a lack of control. Yeah. I didn't Did know you that. know that they are immune to crotalid venom in mm-hmm. minute doses? I found that very interesting. I want one as a pet, man. Dude, they're amazing, amazing pets. Katie doesn't believe me when I tell her that. Florida outlawed them now because they're wildlife, and that's sad. And they have very, very short lives, which sucks. They do. So, but but it's almost double in captivity. True. But still, I mean, uh, you know. Yeah. When I heard they, it, they have I a lot of surprised. wonderful things, and it burns them out. Very they fast. also yeah. lay. They also have babies within like three weeks of conception, right? It's like crazy fast. Yeah. They Everything about them is just it's so strange. much more yeah. and it. Yeah. You know, it, it's cum- they are a wonderful example of cumulative stress <laughs> shortening yeah. a lifespan. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's basically the, the, I, I consider the evolutionary gap between rodent and like hoofstock dogs. You know what I mean? Or like small, small mammal. I'll even go. Because they reproduce and have a lifespan and and stress levels much like a rodent, like a rabbit or a rat or something like that. Okay. But they still have uh, uh, existence like a raccoon or a fox or even small deer. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, they're marsupials. Yeah, but that's that's what a marsupial is, though. It's the in between (laughs) animal. Never mind. I was wondering where you were going with the hoofstock. I was confused. I got lost there. They're only six degrees of separation. You know, they're direct, they're almost related to a cow. I hate you both. In the fact that they're warm blooded. Is this one of those conversations where it's like, do you know how genetically similar we are to a banana? Yeah. yeah. No, no. I was simply saying is that is that we we unknowingly lump critters together, whether they're supposed to be lumped together or not. But I feel like, especially North oh, yeah. America. That's our only marsupial, correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah, right. Because fl- flying squirrels are, are not North American flying squirrels. They're still normal squirrels, right? It's a squirrel. Yeah, it's, it's a, a squirrel. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a fancy name. rodent. Right. So as I'm saying is that at least in North America, it's a very uh, unique category of critter that we don't have. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Tom, Tom said, "Phil, I like the glasses this evening. It makes it look like you know how to read." I am sick. <laughs> I had to muscle up to do this show. I'm talking nonsense this evening. I can't enjoy my tobacco. I'm almost out of bourbon. And my nose is running. Cut me some slack. You get a pass. Oh, see, that's where the marsupial horse connection came in. That was the bourbon. Pro- probably it's not the bourbon. It's the the. Overabundance of mucinex. That's a good combo, right? Several, several mucinex and brown liquor. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. And if that doesn't kill the the virus, I don't know what will. That's right. But Mike Kasiki said, "Why do I? Why did I see ten armadillos dead on the road on ninety five around Santee, uh, which is in South Carolina, and none on the rest of the way to Orlando?" That's a good question. I don't. I've never seen a live armadillo. I've only seen dead ones, but apparently they're everywhere. So I have seen. Thousands of live armadillos in Florida. and They're also well, nocturnal, they're, right? They're heavily, heavily, heavily nocturnal. Now, I have not seen an armadillo for at least four or five years until like two weeks ago. 
I saw two road cruising. So I don't know if it's a uh, people changing pesticides or if there's just there was a lull because of weather in terms of breeding or reproduction or fecundity. But I did not see any armadillos for many, many years, and now I'm just starting to see them again. So in Florida, I think that's interesting. And Mike actually hit me up because he was going down to the Keys to do some work and then going to try and hit a couple of snake shops on the way back up. He's in Orlando right now doing a little backyard herping in the hotel. Uh, you need to get yourself a head torch, Mike, if you don't have one already, and go look for some barking tree frogs. Because some of the best barkers Those are cool. come out of Orlando. That's probably my favorite native frog. I like that Mike apologized from jumping from possums to armadillos. I feel like that's a natural connection. I mean, according to Phil, they're probably the same thing. They're directly related. (sighs) I mean, God. Yes. Somehow there's got to be a six degrees of Kevin Bacon for possum, tortoise, armadillo. The genetic, the the connection. It's the missing link. Convergent evolution of shells. They are fast. Jason is right. Those things are stupid quick you know what F- fuck you fuck you billy hunt <laughs> look he had to mute his mic while he dies <laughs> he's hacking up along and no one can see it i'm surprised billy didn't jump into the fish this. conversation in the chat i saw dominique well, was trying dominique was trying to start conversations that. johnny wants to know what you keep bill what doesn't um, he keep? Yeah. Uh, aside from like real big boy venomous, um, I kind of keep, I don't know. You could just list stuff off and I could probably tell you yes or no. But yeah, I mean, it. I ha- keep or have kept, I, I mean, everything I can think of. Uh, I've never gone hardcore into venomous because in Illinois, uh, that requires a whole lot of licensing. Uh, the only license we have now, uh, right now, is to keep crocodilians and rear fang. And then we also have an endangered species permit. Uh, so in Illinois, they're super specific. You aren't allowed to keep exotic venomous. You can only keep North American natives. And then they have, obviously, a whole bunch of requirements, caging and insurance and so forth. Um, but our collection is geared towards show, like doing educational shows. And so I never... I never really pursued hardcore venomous because in, in Illinois, you can't touch them uh, for really any reason. And I, I wouldn't any, anyway for an right. educational purpose. Um, but our, our show is geared toward having kids be hands-on. And so I never wanted to confuse the two or, you know, somehow go into a venomous lesson after we just played with a bunch of stuff. I, d- I didn't think that would really, it'd be harder to explain the difference to little kids. And mm. we do a ton of shows for elementary age uh, kids. And so I try to keep it pretty basic for them. Um, yeah. Just the give reason... them a nice, big imported Northern Emerald and be like, here, hold this and learn. Right. Yeah. This is about caninus kids. Um, <laughs> this is from the Amazon. Uh, actually the whole reason we went into uh, the rear fang and, and did the cyania uh, was twofold. That came from the folks in the medicine herb society and we're connected with them, which is really cool. But um in Illinois with the venomous, there's two different like types of license. It's big boy venomous and rear fang. And then, um, but in Illinois, you have to display them and house them and, and follow all the same rules. 
they, they, tr they don't treat them any differently. It's just that your licensing is different. And a part of having that license is you have to do educational shows throughout the year. Same thing with Crocodilians as mm -hmm. well. Um, but in your educational show, you have to teach about Illinois law. So you, you have to, you have to do an a real educational show about the species. And then also a part of your lesson has to be about the law. And so we chose to do the rear fang um, because there is no one else in Illinois doing it. Uh, at the IDNR had to come inspect us and we're the only person that is doing that in the state. Uh, so we thought that would be a, a unique lesson to offer for like museums and, and real mm -hmm. educational facilities. Yeah. So, and, um, and my wife does not want any kind of venomous at all because she is the type of mom that catches things when they fall and she doesn't <laughs> think she can stop herself from touching an animal. And so um, I'm the only one that works with the cyania uh, and because I have no problem using tools and, and things like that. Um, what a weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, that, that was her big thing is um, she works with the really big lizards and she, she works with uh, the crocodilians that we have had and, and the one that we currently have uh, because she's a hands-on person. So she doesn't have a problem grabbing stuff and crocodilians to a point uh, you you just kind of have to muscle them and you have to physically do the things that you do until they get, you know, big enough to fight back. Um, so that's the route that she's gone. But because she's so stuck in that route, she's afraid that she can't she can't turn it off if a rattlesnake fell off a table or, or mm -hmm. something like that. She so she knows her limitations and that's where we kind of set our our line. So how does that work, though, with. Like, it, does it specifically name rear fang stuff that falls under that license? Because, I mean, obviously, yeah. like, so they, um, and boom slangs would fall into that category of big boy venomous. No, so they, um, when they wrote the Herp Code in 2015, they listed things out by genus. And mm -hmm. then um, it's a little bit honor system. Um, I... Like I, I know the guy from from the natural resources, and yeah. we're we're board members on the rescue and, and things like that, so we're not gonna gonna jeopardize it. Um, so like I email him quite regularly. Like that hey. certainly makes it less stressful, though. I'm sure. Oh yeah, um, and he he did he listed a ton of different uh, genera that you you can have and and what requires the license and stuff. Um, but when I find weird stuff, I, I randomly email him and I'm like, Hey man, I didn't read this in the hurt code, but I'm fairly certain this thing has a uh, little bitty fangs in the back to eat those toads. What do you think? And he tells me yes or no or, or whatever. Um, but he where actually do, is, sorry, go ahead. Where do Phylodryas fall in there? Um, they wait and false water covers. They are, they are on our, license not the next okay. level up um falsies for sure because he his big thing so his big thing was um he tried to tell Teresa that because we she does the big lizards and he was like oh hey you can't get a beta but you can get a gila and you could teach um how you do stuff with tegus and monitors and then you could also explain big lizards with venom mm -hmm. he's like and since you guys don't want to do like real venomous uh you could get a falsie and try to teach a lesson like a real cobra using and i was like it he was very very excited <laughs> and trying to it was kind of like he was trying to compromise like look i know that legally you can't have a cobra but you could teach a lesson and use a fake one and like 
trying to compromise with us and uh Teresa's dead set. She's like, no, I, I won't, I won't get a Gila. I won't get a falsy. I, I won't get these things. And he he was actually at our facility doing the inspection when he's telling her this. And uh she just kept like, no. And he's like, what? Oh, what is the problem? And she just like opens the door and just picks up the 40 inch Argus monitor and was like, this is how you deal with lizards. And he's like, oh no, don't do that with a venomous one. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I know. That's why I'll never do that. I don't, you know, she just, she doesn't want to do it. So. At least, I mean, knowing your limits, in my opinion, is, is a very big part of, you know, anything with venomous. And if yeah. you know that you got a big leg up. Yeah. 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 Speaking of venomous, I wanted to have Phil rate some snakes. Okay. In terms so, of what? In terms of where you think they fall as um, like suitability for, for keeping, like if you recommend them or not, or if, you know, if you're against them and why. Some of them are... So are we, are, are we talking about for someone who's already experienced or is this a, a beginner thing let's do let's here? let's do the let's do three levels how about that okay beginner intermediate and seasoned so we'll do one two and a three a one is novice a three is expert yeah sure i was gonna okay. do like a like a best out of ten like one out of ten rating but oh but so one good. one being the easiest to work with and ten being the hardest yeah like your okay. recommendation not necessarily okay. an under over, but not far off. Okay. All right. <laughs> you know what's getting real when Phil lights up that cigarette. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, well, real quick, did your wife ever send that video to the copyright? Yeah, it's in your Instagram messenger. And I sent pictures of the real Instagram. Not Instagram, Facebook. I'm sorry. Okay. I was going to say, I can't get Instagram on here. Oh, Jesus. All right. Let's just show that real quick because I don't yeah. forget about yeah. it. It was. I mean, the copperhead's a pretty diesel-sized copperhead. My neighbor's like, she says it's like four feet. I'm like, it's not four feet. She's like, well, maybe three. I'm like, it's probably not three. And while Phil's I, clicking, uh, yes, Ryan Cox, I am on Team Aquatics <laughs> and Alcohol. I understand. Oh, nerds. That's cool. Sometime when you guys are busy, I'll hang out with Billy and we'll talk about fish. So yeah, right. apparently her little spaniel like cornered this thing and was trying to save her i guess or something but i mean it's a decent sized copperhead like that's not a small one so awesome is that but, the shoulder I mean, of a road that's like the i guess her garage no actually that would be in front of her house i think her 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 driveway is a different color pavement like that so don't worry billy i got you yeah i mean it's Oop. nice nice looking uh Oop. yeah see hey. man, I, want, I want that thing so bad man Ugh. I love normal retics that have the yellow and silver. They're fantastic. Oh, you did send me that retic on purpose. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was a copperhead picture. Sorry. All right. Um, man, you really are blind. There you go, no. Justin. Dominique's trying to get you some cash, man. Patreon bonus. Uh, I don't know <laughs> anything about alcohol. That was pure or disgust. Pure disgust. That was fantastic. Uh, fish do nothing for <laughs> me, man. I think people that keep jellyfish and stuff like that's cool, but like guppies and plecos and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, man, whiskey and whiskers would be fantastic. 
Whiskey and whiskers. Catfish and brown liquor. Be awesome. All catfish <laughs> all the time. <laughs> hey, uh, catfish, at one point, cognac. I almost had a Nautilus. Had a plane. Really? Oh, dude. I, uh, in a, for what I, I also at one time was the president of the local reef club. Uh, nice. I'm just, a, I'm a nerd in general. Um, and uh, we were at a, a, a store was hosting us and, you know, they got in a bunch of ridiculous stuff that no one has ever needed sharks and all sorts of nonsense. And uh, there was a Nautilus and I, I had, a, I had a plan to pull the window out of my basement to get a circular trough into it so that I could kill the lights and use the blue moonlights and a yeah. chiller. Um, Cause their problem is you need circular enclosures cause they're, they bump into things. Right. Um, and yeah, dude, like eating off tongs. It was so cool. I, I was nice. dead. Set. Justin is falling asleep. He doesn't care. No, like yeah, I, I, my, my dumb ass, awesome. when I heard Nautilus, for some reason, I thought you said you were getting a narwhal. I was like, you can get those fucking things. I'm an idiot. I feel and like, I was like oh, the little, I feel like in Russia, you could buy one. The trilobite things. I know what you're talking about now. Probably. probably. All right. So, uh, do we have pictures of these snakes that we're going to be? No, I'm just, doing it, I'm just doing it by genus. Okay. All right. Not, not necessarily all by genus. There's just somewhere they're like region specific genus. All right. Most of them are going to be fairly obvious. This is just something I was thinking about. It's like, you know, we talk about this kind of stuff a lot, but let's, let's break it down and have Phil go through. Okay. And even Bill could chime in if he wanted to. Okay. Um, but going off one of the most popular, Bittus. Bittus. I think. It depends on the species because certain species require way more husbandry. I mean, more husbandry than others. I mean, are we talking about like, if we're talking like main three, like rhinos, rhino, gaboon, puff, and, yeah. and, and, and gaboon will even just, we'll just assume it's West African because that's the majority of them out there. Um, I would put, uh, I would put rhinos at a solid four. I would put puffs at like a six or a seven, and I'd probably put gaboons at probably a seven or an eight simply because of size and sheer unpredictability. I think uh, puffs. I'm kind of surprised. Like, I always thought Nasicornis would be. Nasicornis are very, very chill until they're not. Um, they don't haul ass like a puff adder does. Okay. Um, I would say that puff adders are arguably one of the most volatile viperids in in Africa because they're just spastic when they want to be. And mm -hmm. at least with the puff adder, I know it's going to be spastic. I know it's going to not ride a hook. I know it's going to launch out of the cage and do that crazy high-speed caterpillar thing. But the gaboon, it, it is. It's, it's, it's high-speed caterpillar. That is exactly what it is. Um, but the gaboon is the one that messes with your mind. Because there's their ambush predators, their leaf litter predators, they're gonna sit there for ninety percent of their life. But that other ten percent, oh, it's hell on wheels. And nobody realizes they're like, oh, it's big, it's fat, you know, oh whatever. It's like, no, it strikes its entire body length. It has the longest fangs of any venomous snake. And they're cheap, so people buy them, and they're pretty, so people buy them, and it's not Yeah. <laughs> what what did Jason say? He said Nasicornis will die if you look at them long enough or not look at them too long. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've killed a couple on accident being a helicopter mom. But yeah, I think that I think that 
of of in terms of husbandry wise, I think the rhinos are probably a little harder because of the humidity factor. Mm -hmm. um, puffs are probably the easiest. They're bulletproof. They don't really care. Um, they're also the most widely distributed snake in all of the African continent. So depending on where you, what locality you have um, will be more heat tolerant or more dry tolerant than others. Um, but yeah, I think they're, they're way more, they're way more potent than people give them credit for. And I don't mean toxicity. I mean, just as a snake in general, Did that answer your question. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever kept called Dallas or any of the smaller ones? Cornuda? Uh, not personally, because I couldn't afford them. They are stupid um, expensive. And that's the thing. Like uh, I've worked with uh, called Dallas. I've worked with Perengi. I've worked with um, what's that other one that nobody ever sees? And they're like five thousand dollars. What the hell is it with an with an A? I think Henry's gonna yell at me because I shouldn't know these. Um, I think I, I know and, what you're uh, talking about. I can't think of it either. And uh, Parviocula, of course. I think Parviocula mm -hmm. are. I I love puffs. I know it sounds stupid because they're they're junk snakes by most people. I really have a thing for puffs. I think they're awesome. Um, but dude, Parviocula is just insane. They're just they're just crazy gorgeous. You know. Adropos, thank you, Keller. Yeah. Um, I've never seen anybody. It, I've never seen those again. Yeah, none of these, none of the animals I just listed were mine because I can't afford them. You know, I do regret not getting Parviocula when I had the chance because they were the most uh, monetarily feasible of all of them. But now they're now they're three, four grand. You know, when we were importing them directly from Kenya, they were I don't know five hundred bucks. Not anymore. So someone had some called Dallas for sale recently. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, like thirteen hundred for a pair of babies. No, this is twelve hundred for a single female. Okay, all right. God, this that's about right. Yeah, they're awesome, man. They are awesome. Uh, next is Proto Bothrops. Ooh, so I've never worked with Flavoviridis, and I really, really, really want to. In fact, that's honestly the the only real Proto Bothrops that I really have an itch for um i want to get a juvenile and raise it up um the intelligence factor on flavoritis is supposed to be off the charts for a, for a viper i mean let's be real most vipers are pretty stupid um in relation to other more intelligent species um but yeah flavoritis i would i would totally love to get in that my mom worked my mom's a high school teacher at a private school and uh she had a biology teacher who was a big local herp club guy back in the the 90s and uh, he told me that, <coughs> excuse me, uh, in the early 90s, he had a massive flight cage that was wood and screen, and they put plexiglass in front of the screen um, because it wasn't originally for snakes, you know, and they didn't want a viper biting through the screen. And he said he had three flavoviridis in one cage, and he would not open the cage unless he had two other handlers with him because one snake would immediately come out, go to the right, and go up underneath the cage. That was just the minute the doors open, wham, that's where it went. The other snake would come directly out the front, work its way up, and sit on top of the cage. And the third snake would sit in the middle and just stay cocked back, ready to go. It was just going to stay and fight. And, like, that that, that intelligence is, is, is very impressive to me. 
You know, I mean, it sounds dumb, like, oh, yeah, one snake wants to get out, one snake doesn't. But it's not. It's, it's, they had their routine. They knew what they were doing. It almost was to the level of them communicating to some degree or another. Um, and we're talking about a, a seven foot Amazon tree boa with lethal venom. Like, that's just awesome, you know? <clears throat> I think that uh, a lot of the protobothrops uh, that are out there are uh, easily cared for. I don't think they require a lot of husbandry. For that, I would put most of them at a five or a six. Um, but because of their potency, I would put them at a solid eight, maybe a nine. I'd put the Flavoritis at a 10 just because of size and ferocity, you know? But I've never worked with them. So, you know, a, sh a shy of a, a Elegans, I've worked with Elegans, I've worked with. Um, Xanthomelas, Jordani. Jordani, Xanthomelas. Um, what's the one that's. Uh, it's another Chinese one. It doesn't look pretty. I can't remember. And uh, Mangshangs, if you count them, I don't count them, but if you want to count them, I play with Mangshangs. What was that like? Uneventful. Uneventful. Yeah. <laughs> Very much like a uh, uh, a Bushmaster that forgot where it was. <laughs> like you take them out, it's like, oh, we're we're out. Hey, uh, we haven't fished tonight. No, no. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's Tuesday. Oh, that's, that's, that's right. It's beefaroni night. That's what it is. Like that, that, that was kind of the vibe I got from them. I mean, they weren't that big. They were only like four foot. And then uh, babies, like little ones like this big. Um, I've never worked with like a big giant diesel one. Uh, but I wouldn't even, I don't even count them as protobothops. That's just, they're, they're their own friggin' thing. So I don't know. I give them more credit for being in that, that genus than like rhino rats should be for being in Ganyastoma. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. Same with Peringii. Like, why are those in Bittus? You look at those and it's like, why is this even in the same? Dude, it's a Bittus. Look at it. Uh, aside from it having the googly eyeballs, it's the same snake. Just underground. Mm. I think Peringii are adorable. Mm. All right. And I would much rather have Peringii than um, Cerastes vipera. I can get down with that. Yeah. Uh, Oxyurinus. <laughs> um, ten. Ten out of ten. Across ne the board? Nay. Eleven. Eleven. Oh. Um, just because your microlepidatus is chill and acts like a spectacle cobra doesn't mean that if it wanted to flip the switch, it could. And of all the Taipans I've ever worked with, um, it's just, it, you have no idea what's going to happen. You can hope and you can do, like we talked about before, the five, the five things, you know, the hypothetical five things. You don't know if it's going to do one, two, the four, the five things. Yeah, you, you don't know what it's going to do. The best you can do is be prepared for all of them. Learn your technique, master your technique, and, uh, and learn, learn that individual animal. Um, do I think that it should only be used as shift boxes? No. I think you need to be able to handle your animal. Um, you just got to remember that there may be a time when you just have to open the door and just let it come out on its own. See, I feel like there's there, and I'm, I mean, I've never kept any of these, so take what I say with a grain of salt, but I feel like there is a, a certain level of predictability that you can have with it being just yeah. a spastic lapid compared to something like Bothrops. <laughs> 
if it is a spastic lapid, it may not be. It may be chill as hell. And then the minute the snake hook touches it, boom, it's on the other side of the room. You know what I mean? But it's an elapid. Couldn't she kind of plan ahead for something like that? Where it's like, sure. I know this thing likes to play this game with me. Absolutely. And how many times have we said that we know that Russell's Vipers can levitate, and then you watch that video of that one fucking levitating? Like, that's just the thing is, is you need to learn all five things, all 10 things, all 100 things, because you have no idea which one it's going to do or which set of five it's going to do. You know what I mean? Jason and I think that's the... I've played with a friend of mine's Popwins when he had them and they were pretty chill, but when food were pre was present, they were grease lightning, which I can see. Yeah. And Popwins to, to, to the T are probably the most spastic of all. Of them. Um, and that, and that's the thing is that I give them the number 10, not because they're hard to care for, but because you need to be the, the expression head on a swivel is, is an immense understatement. You know, you need to know exactly how that animal is going to react. And if you're not ready for it, you need to be ready for it because you will be bit four times before you realize you were bit the first time. Iper's yeah. probably watching you just laughing, going, man, what a bunch of bitches. Yeah. Yeah. But the so, difference is if, if it gets loose in Iper's room, who cares? It's native. <laughs> so I don't, obviously I don't keep any of these things, um, but so the folks that keep venomous or just as your general opinion, um, does it, does it seem like more folks are doing like a neodesha shavings, hide water bowl, pretty basic or cause like to me, so I, I keep a lot of things that don't like me or don't want me to touch them. And I just look at them. And so I, I've, but even kind of before it was the cool thing to do, I, I, much more embrace the active substrate, that kind of thing, you, you know, springtails sure. and so on and so forth. Sure, sure, sure. Because I knew that those animals, it stressed them out for me to bother them. And so I was trying to reduce the stress in their lives. Do you think like something, something like a Taipan, you know, I, you talk all the time, like you need to be able to work your animals. Don't be scared of it. That kind of thing. Right. Have, a, right. have respect for it. But sure. like, I would think it would make a, it would make your life easier if you if you were a venomous collection keeper, that was what your collection consisted of. What do a lot of people go more toward like the active substrate type of things, and just so no, you don't mess with and, it as much? Or and that comes. I don't mean to cut you off prematurely. My apologies. No, no. I, so that comes down to the individual animal because I've had inlands, not me personally, but ones I worked with. That were super chill, like, like rat snake chill. I mean, not rat snakes even a bad idea because rat snakes will cock back on you. You know what I mean? Um, I'm trying to think of some an animal that's that as chill as a gray banded king snake, but it's because it had no fear. It knew what it was. It knew what it could do. You were you or I or whomever was picking it up appropriately, tailing it appropriately, keeping it balanced. It was not stressed. It was not dangling by the Steve Irwin hand. You know what I mean? Right. It wasn't being yoinked or pulled on or squeezed or hit with pilstroms. No, it was gently cohorsed out of its Correct. enclosure. Caressed. Remember, I always say this is a, this is not a breakdancing. This is a ballet. This is a waltz. So you've waltzed this, this inland taipan out of its enclosure. You put it in the restrain, restraining can. 
or a containment vessel, whatever you want to call it. You clean the cage, you put it back. That's the individual animal. I would say, and I don't want to speak for other elaborate keepers. I know Scott definitely shares the sympathy with me. You keep it an easy setup because no matter what you do, it's going to throw dirt in the water dish. It's going to throw shavings all over the floor. It's going to tip over the water dish. It's going to flip the hide cave. It's going to shit up the sides of the wall. It's going to shit on the ceiling. So we usually do a sterile setup or a very, very basic setup because even just taking it out willy-nilly is still going to make a mess. You know what I mean? And I think that's where it comes down from. It's not to... It's not because it's better or worse for the snake. It's just because it's easy for us. Okay. You know, like for the longest time, I kept cobras on paper because they shit on everything. And then as I realized that I can't be Johnny on the spot, changing the paper every night and going through roll after roll, spool after spool of unprinted newspaper, I was like, this is getting expensive. So now I just, on most of like, because almost all my, I think, yeah, all my cobras are, are African now. I just do jungle mix, flat with a cave and a water bowl, and maybe something for them to rub on, uh, like a fake skull or some fish tank decor, whatever. Just something that they can rub on for shedding. Other than that, I leave it alone. And a lot of times, like on my more spastic stuff, uh, I'll, they're in the hide cave sleeping, chilling. I'll open the enclosure. I'll take out those two or three pieces of decor, the water bowl, the hide cave. So now it's just a hide cave with a snake inside it and dirt. Because I know the minute I try to take this thing out, there's dirt all over the floor. It's going to, it's going to flap its tail around like a fish out of water. So like it depends on the individual animal. It depends on the species. It depends on how you have it set up. Right. That's another one where I feel like there's a fine line where you don't want to have so much stuff in there to where you have the potential for the animal to get, stuff lodged in its mouth like things to happen where you have to be hands-on with that animal more than you you probably want to but at the same time you want to have enough stuff in there to where the animal is content and doing well and i'll also say that if you have a tree viper right and you have a ton of foliage and perches and vines and stuff in there to make it look good to make it happy for the animal that's great. You can poke and prod and, 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 and coax that animal out without having to really mess anything up. Let's be real. It may take longer than normal, but whatever. With an elapid, there's a chance that you're going to inadvertently be pulled into that enclosure. And that's because of an immovable or, or hard-to-move object within the enclosure that that snake has gotten into or wrapped itself around or gone up inside it or whatever and now your hand has accidentally gone past the threshold because no matter what your hand never goes in that cage you are always bringing the animal out to you out to you out to you always your hand never crosses the threshold until the animal is contained outside so so you're more like hooking see to me that's that is, you know, you're hooking a boa or arboreal python it is equating with the elapids where you like you're actually having to work the animal off of the, the right. tree limb and it's right. trying to pull back on. Exactly. The tree. And, okay. and it's 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 like a slinky. Okay. You know, if you pull one end of the slinky and let go, it's going to snap back in there. Right. Yeah. So your hand is on that tail and you're, you're pulling resistance. And then all of a sudden, you know, right. it's it goes slack. 
or better yet, you're pulling and pulling and pulling, and the pulling that you're you're tugging on is only twelve inches. Well, there's four foot of snake in there, right? That that is going to whip around and nab you in the hand or nab yeah. you in the, the face. Or, the reason it went slack is because he turned to you and is now facing you. Exactly. Yeah. Or better yet, if you break the snake into thirds or, or quarters, even you know, first quarter, second quarter, whatever. All it needs is the the back quarter or the back third to hang on to that to that thing that it's pulling on. So the front half, the front half is free flowing. It's doing its own thing. It's doing its own thing. So sure. so we're limiting the amount of 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 interaction that of me going in that cage. I do not want to go in that cage. I want to pull right. it out to me. So I just when I hear you guys describe these things, like I. Like I look at like a Cody and Pia, right? How they set their right. stuff up. And to me, that always made way more sense. Like these really big naturalistic enclosures because you, you're not doing anything with those animals. Like you don't, you you do, you know, you, you clean things and move stuff in veterinary care and so on and so forth. But like, I just get my boas out for a show. I get my pythons out for, you don't do that. It right. spends, it spends as much of its life as possible in this box because it's dangerous for it to be outside of that box. I don't know. I just, it, it seemed it that the Kodia and Pia track made more sense for venomous keepers. Right. And because that's having that large naturalistic, let the animals spend as much time in the box as it could. Yes. And that's, and that's great. But you'll also notice that those are the animals on display. Yes. Yeah, sure. For and, sure. And, and there are other animals that, that I don't want to say didn't make the cut, but they're not on display, not because they're ugly, but because they don't cooperate or yeah, or they're gonna mess the cage up or whatever. Okay, I mean, and like, but Paul's in the group right now, isn't he? Mm-mm. No. So it's more okay. species specific than because of how the animal reacts to your Correct. manipulation. Right, right, and okay. it's it's species specific and it's individual animal specific. Okay. <clears throat> so like this, this these enclosures I'm doing for the wrinkles. I'm going to have to rethink how I remove them because <clears throat> because they're going to destroy that cage when I pull them out. I know, I know they are. They're going to grab onto something. They're going to rip something up. They're going to move or flip something over. So I'm very, um, I'm not going to say aggressive. I'm going to say I'm very offensive when I remove them from the enclosure because I don't want them to have that. I, I don't want them to be like, oh, I have time to defend myself. I want them to be like, whoa, what just happened? You know what sure. I mean? Get, a, get them out quick, get yeah. them contained, do what I got to do, put them back. That does not mean that I'm ripping them out of the enclosure. That does not mean that I'm you know, breaking protocol or that I'm overly aggressive when handling the animal to damage it, what have you. The goal is to catch them off guard. I'm not going to be able to do that in these naturalistic enclosures. So I haven't decided if I'm going to do, Yes, uh, I have to, I'm, I'm pretty much going to make something that I can use as a, um, what, what's the word I'm looking for? I have to use, a, I, I want to make a poker, something that's long and has uh, flexibility to it. So that way I can like weasel it up underneath the cave and basically get the snake to come out so that I can single hook it or tail it out. Because if I go to pull that animal, it's going to rip cage well, with it. Why don't you do so? What I did, um, 
is I drilled two holes in the hide and put a zip tie through it so I could just hook the zip tie onto the hook and pull it out. Because that looks very ugly. <laughs> Not if you and make it the same color. Like if it's a black black hide, just do a black zip no, tie. No, my, my goal is to basically be a Don't window. Be I, I want these to be beautiful. I want the cage to be beautiful. And it's not for them. They don't care. They're on paper right now. What do they care? You know? Well, thank you, Matt. Appreciate that. Um, but, yeah, I, I know for a fact. I've watched Scott take animals out. And he's very relaxed. He's he's very easygoing with it. You know, he brings the tail to him. He grabs the tail. He tails the animal out. He balances the animal on the hook. And everything's fine. Um, he's done way more lapis than I have. Um, but my whole thing is... And I wish I wish Paul was in the group, or Pia or Cody were here to talk about this too, or even Derek. Um, Cody and Pia's type hands, they're very very relaxed because they're captive bred, and they're young, and they have good human interaction from good handlers, good keepers. The animals are kept at rest, they're kept at ease, and there's no reason for the snake to lash out irrationally. You know what I mean? Um, but I've had like wild caught pop ones that were like, what the hell are you doing, white man? I've never seen you before. And their goal was to just get the hell out of Dodge, violent if necessary. So it, it all comes down to the individual animal. But yeah, I think that um, people want to get a Taipan because it's the most toxic thing in the world and they think it's cool. Um, There's nothing so sexier. They are usually pretty ugly by snake standards by 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 pretty standards i don't know man that one that p and cody had with that copper on the bag oh just, i know it's right like someone's just just a line of spray paint of copper i know, right I know. and and you know i i always talk about how i don't want to keep them because they are so the dear to my heart that i feel like if i kept them at home i would lose appreciation for them <laughs> you but, hate them but I, i'm yeah i'm sure one day i will have them and uh and yeah, and go from there. But I, I do not think that it is for the faint of heart at all. Did no matter how placid the animal may be. That was a really long explanation. Sorry. No, but I mean, I, there is sort of a similar sentiment because when I'm when I have to assist feed some of the the baby cyania, it is much easier if I catch them while they're still asleep and just grab them and do what I need to do. Because once they're aware and sort of alert, it's it's much more of a pain. Yeah, so I do understand that on to some degree, obviously. Yeah, and 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 Keller something that'll kill me, but <clears throat> Keller just wrote something in the group a little bit ago saying uh, his buddy has a pop one. Uh, yeah, when it's when it's eating double, it's yeah, around, yeah, crazy. it says double and triple tap a rat in the blink of an eye. Yeah, and that's the thing too is their fangs are so short that it's it's very similar to a mamba where it's it, a nick, just a scratch will do you in. You gotta remember one dry gram of Taipan venom is enough to kill 100 grown men. So if you were to take so an M&M candy, right? A normal M&M candy is supposed to be about one gram. If you took an M&M size drop of Taipan venom and cut it into 100 equal size parts, one of those hundredths of an M&M will kill a six foot man. That's some spicy meat. Unless, unless you got a beard like Bill. Unless you got face, a just, beard like, like Chuck Bill. Norris, he just laughs in the face of. Nope. <laughs> Not even a little bit. 
So, what about yeah. Bothrops? <sighs> What's your feelings on Bothrops? Because I I'm, that's dude, I've talked I'm about not. them in the past, and that's not a group that I ever have any desire to keep, just because it's a big, quick moving, just unpredictable. So and my, I know some people don't have issues with them. Some people are like they're not that bad, but yeah, I I don't know. That's in my mind, I make them worse than they are. Mm-hmm. I will say that. Um, in my mind, I make them worse than they are. I make them out to be this spastic psycho of a creature, and they're not. Um, they're. I don't think they're as spastic. I don't think they're any more spastic than a, a big pissed off Western Diamondback or, a, you know, uh, it, the problem Jesus is <laughs> the, the problem bad. is the problem is is that they're always like that. So while as your Western Diamondback will chill out for a little bit, enough for you to single hook it, the Bothrops doesn't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, now Henry shows up. Yeah, thanks, Henry. Yeah, and I feel like it, all, it also comes down to species specifics because like Urutus, Urutus are super cool, super chill. I mean, they're still Bothrops. They're still f- quick, you know what I mean? But they're nowhere near as... You know, spastic as uh, Aatrox, you know? I don't know. Mujinai are my favorite, I think. And dude, those things are spastic, man. They're pretty, though. They're gorgeous, yeah. But I'm not a bit, I'm not big on South American snakes. I just, I don't know why, man. But like, they just really never did it for me. You know, I've had Asper, I've had Aatrox, uh, we've had Rutus, um, had the Moons, had, um, uh, what's that little, that one? There's one that uh, Venezuelensis. Venezuelensis were really pretty. I like them, but yeah. Speak I would put up. them. I would put most of them at a, a six or higher. Some pictures I took. P and Cody's Aatrox. Oh, nice. Since I use so many pictures off Pixabay for all kinds of stuff, I upload a lot of the pictures I've taken just because I feel like it's one of those things where if you're gonna if you're gonna take so much from it, you might as well add to it. Yeah. But this thing, man, like just walking by that thing was just head moving around, just on. Just walking oh, yeah. outside that that tank, man. Like it was just and that wasn't even a big one. And uh these things. Every time I go to their place, man, I love taking pictures of the Bothriopsis. Oh yeah, and that's that's totally different too. You know? Yeah, yeah, and I don't, that's I'm, I'm you know Cody agrees with me on that. Like why those got lumped into Bothrops is, is beyond me, but they are really pretty snakes and super photogenic. Like pretty much all the uh, arboreal stuff. You know, it's it's easy to take pictures of because it just kind of sits there. So yeah. Hmm. So you got more African cobras. Oh man! And how do you compare them to Asians? Oh, personally, uh, where do you where where do you see the major differences between the two? I like African cobras way more than Asian cobras, and this is where Henry and I differ. Uh, African cobras, I think, are way more ballsy. Um, 
no man. no fucks to give. Um, I feel like Asian Cobras, their goal is to get the hell out of there. Um, they, the hood on an Asian Cobra is much more aesthetically pleasing. It's more rounded. They're more apt to stand more there. Traditional. More traditional. They're more apt to stand there and present themselves. But they're scaredy cats. And they don't want to fight. They don't want to do anything. They want to get out of there. And, you know, and Henry says one word, Samarensis. Yeah, Samarensis are spastic jerks. And thank you, Ryan Cox. Ryan Cox are better than start something. He is. He is. He's, <laughs> he's, he's, doing, he's doing a button push on Henry and I. So... Um, but I think, dude, African cobras—they their confidence level is immense. I love their confidence level. They know their limitations. Um, there are more intelligent snakes out there. Don't get me wrong, but they do have a good a good amount of intelligence to them. Um, and they just—they know what they are, man. It's like that scene, you know. <laughs> it's like TIA, Danny, TIA. Like they just—they know. They know where they are. They know what they're doing. They know where they came from, and uh, it's very impressive to me. You know, I keep uh, one, two, three, four. I keep four different species, five five different species of African cobra right now, and all of them are different, and they're just they're just impressive to me, and they're bulletproof. They really are bulletproof. So, um, in terms of a number. I would put them at probably a, a six and seven for non-spitting, and I would put seven and eight for spitting. You know, and the spitters of Africa are way more intense than the Asian stuff, with the exception of like uh, uh, the equatorial spitter in in uh, uh, like Java and stuff like that. That thing just keeps is relentless spinning the africans are way more i don't want to say decisive they're way more choosy calculated way more calculated that's the word way more calculated you know so i also have seen more african species especially the spitters uh they'll 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 shoot and retreat but still face you. Well, as I feel like Asians, they'll be more to be like spit, 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 strike, 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 turn around, haul ass. While as the Africans is like, boom. All right. All right. We're still going. The threat's not gone. Threat's not gone. And again, I will always say this. There is no such thing as a aggressive snake. It is all defense. All of it. Ryan Cox. That's because they're different species, Phil. Jesus. And this one I did specifically for you, buddy, because I know how much you just don't care about them. And I think you may already know which group that is that I'm talking about. No. Porthidium. Oh, yeah. Eh. <laughs> it kills me that those do nothing for you, man. They're so cool. It's a four. Ah, it's so a neat, four. Though. It's Bothrop's light. Some of them, man, the colors and stuff in that line down the back, just boner alert. Yeah, and just Keller puts on there, Lee Jonas is greater than all of the Cobras. I will argue that, but I will say that of all the true Cobras, 
Leeds units are my favorite. I mean, I mean, come on, man. Like, look at them. Look at them. Eh, it's all right. Look at them, Phil. Phil, look at him. Would you look at it? Look at it. It's like an ATB with a fat head. <laughs> yeah, See, exactly. How, wait a second. So you're not that's in the cool. V. What is that? Cool. That's that's uh. That's Porthidium nazi whatever. It says Nasutum. Yeah, that's a good looking animal. I like that. But you you don't like these, but you like the jumpers. I do. Jumpers are way cooler. Jumper is a, is a poor man's Bushmaster. They're practically the same thing. No, they're not. Don't insult the jumper. Landsberg eye. I mean, it's. <clears throat> you also like Calisalasmin. How do you not think. Dude, Calisalasmin is infinitely. Thing. No, it is not. Yes, it is. All right, let's take this to a vote. <sighs> Bill, you're the vote. Pull up the Calisalasmin. Oh me? Yeah. Look, leave that up. Leave that up, and then we'll do a cross comparison. Calislasma. I did way spell cool. that wrong. It's the same damn snake, just on the it other is side of the planet. Not the same damn snake. It is way cooler, and they're egg laying. So there. Big whoop. Dude, way cooler. Look at that jet black triangles, the velvety rich black. We were just looking at the, the snake that has the same thing. No. Look at the jet black rectangles. Nah. You know you what know, I do find interesting is how in, how similar these look to the Ovophis. They they do. They're, I feel like they're it, it's all filling the same niche. That one just looks like a Vipera species. Yeah. That looks like a berm with less pattern. Right. The random picture of a hog nose. Thank you. Keller knows what's up. That's <laughs> not that's not a porthidium. Mm, they're so cool, man. I mean look. Look at that. What was I made of butter? No, those are uh the Landsberg eye Razai. Oh, okay. Al Quartz, I guess, had those at one point because that's his website. Are those yellow rats that haven't finished out yet? Uh, yeah, right. What? No, I'm, I'm no help, man. I I've never kept any of these to know how cool. Because like that, I haven't either. But opinion. they're still cool. No, I agree. Like I can agree with you that they're beautiful, but that you have somebody like Phil who's kept things, and so like I I've seen lots of beautiful things that when you keep them are boring or don't. Yeah, like they yeah. just that animal doesn't happen to do it for you. And it's like, oh man, I wish you were cooler because you also are beautiful. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, here's, yeah. Here's I'll, the I'll give you that. Is I keep chondros, and so I'm used to snakes that are just pretty and do absolutely nothing. So I'm okay with that. Yeah. Fair. I also have never kept that. So, but I do listen to the Condorcast all the time, cool. and it makes me want to keep them. So. See, man, like that, that right there, that right there, that snake. Yeah. That's a gorgeous. That's a gorgeous looking animal. But to me, why would I buy that animal when I can get a Taylor's Cantile? Mm, that's apples to oranges. But they're the same thing as Calisalasma. No, they are not. And <laughs> Keller's right. Look Don't forget that. about Dynakistrodon. Those aren't even, not even playing the same, same ball here. Beats I'm, them all. 
I'm probably never going to be invited on this again, but a ton of the animals that you just keep bringing up to me, just like a bunch of different kind of Nerodia. I'm, no. I'm no help. <laughs> no, no. And that's, and you're, you're I just, right. And, I and just see a honest, bunch of fat snakes that hate me. <laughs> that's what I see when you and show I'll, me these pictures. I'll be honest, man. The older I get, the more I like Nerodia. I just, it, I and the, it, it really, it is the older I get, the more I like Nerodia. And I feel like if Nerodia didn't have derpy heads, we would like them more. Here's where it's at. Everything yeah. else can fuck right on off compared to everything else can fuck right off. All right, oh. that's cool. That's a cool looking snake. That's oh. it. That's, the, that's I, I dig the Mac that. Daddy. I dig that. I'm sure Billy Hunt would be all over these too. And then, dude, see, like as as gorgeous as that stripe is, the zigzags is where it's at, man. Yeah, I can't choose, man. I mean, like that's just a, ah. See, but, but here's my thing oh. with with you guys keeping venomous. Like I, like other than really sweet Instagram pictures, I don't get what you do. Like I just, I, I don't know. I, I just, just live vicariously. Like I, bro, so Bill, you had reef tanks. Uh, true. Yes. Okay. I, but I never I, but, look. But you also I just keep... told me that you don't keep stuff naturalistic. I, no, no, I no, I do. I feel like just, I would get just bored. not, just not the ones that make a mess. <laughs> True. Yeah, I guess. I mean, if I, I would just have to kind of pick my species. I guess. To... And, all right. So, like you, you doing aquatics? Have you ever had a predatory fish in the tank by itself? Yeah, yeah, I've had uh, jaguar cichlids. Okay, so you had, you had jag cichlids. How was the tank set up? A plain gravel bottom with some stone. No, I had a full background and did the whole. You know. Okay. It, right. it, it was a, but it, but still, it was a singular animal that I, you know, right. he, they hid and did what they did, and you know, yeah, you the, still the whole purpose of that was to watch the ambush tactics. You know, they don't have a personality or anything. I got you. I got you. Okay. So, similar concept. You know what I mean? And and with with these vipers, true. I would definitely keep them naturalistic. You know what I mean? I'm not going to keep this viper on paper. You know what I mean? Like that. That's a, that's dumb. I would, I would give it the, the ability to have... Yeah, Thomas is what's up. Jeff knows what's up. Oh, yeah, because he said chondros are less than literally everything else? Oh, wait. No. Read that right, buddy. No. Jeff. Yeah. You got to gotta go back it. to math there, bud. <laughs> <sighs> so, yeah. So, so I, I totally see your point, Bill. I do. Um, both the Neurodia and the setups. Um, and I think that's... I've done paper for a lot of stuff because of laziness and now I'm at the point now where I want no, to do more now. Yeah. A lot of the things you described, like that's also for safety. Like you're, it makes perfect sure. sense to do what you're doing. Yeah. I just think maybe that's probably why that didn't appeal to me. Like I, I sure maybe I would have gone that route, you know, if I don't know, it just is a different, different strokes, different folks, I guess. Where's and I'll tell you what, we need them. Yeah, right. Oh, Nipper would destroy this show. Um, I was going to say, like, my 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 squams. I have the squams set up super. It's all fake, but it's naturalistic. It right. looks so good. And my favorite part about it is it stays looking good. Because it's fake, yes. Because they don't fucking move. Also true. They just sit there. So, you know what I mean? It's not a rattlesnake that's going to just knock stuff over. It's not a cobra that's going to uproot and shit on everything. You know, so 
Yeah, I get that. But like, for example, as much as I appreciate Argus monitors, I would never keep one. Oh, they're like, jerks. They you can't keep them naturalistic either. They trash everything. Well, th so there you go. Monitors I, in general are total but, jerks. But let's just focus on the Argus for a minute because I love Argus. I think they're awesome. Um, Thank you, Andy. Let's just focus on this for a second. So you have it set up simple because he's going to destroy it. You, but you still love the animal. The difference being is you can work with the Argus. You can coddle the Argus. You can interact right. with it. I can't do that with the Cobra. Right. But the handling is what I get the most enjoyment out of the interacting with the animal. And, and, and like we were joking about chess earlier, you know, it's, it's, it's all about the technique. It's, I have this Mr. Miyagi syndrome in my head and it's like learning the animal and learning the different ways of going about it. And like uh, talking to bringing up Scott again, cause he's amazing. Scott told me some stuff recently for some high speed lapid stuff that I never thought about. Cause like I've never had a snake do it. He's like, "Oh, you never had a snake do this and that." And I was like, "No." He goes, "Oh man, if it did, what would you do?" And I'm like, "Well, I would do this." He goes, "How about this? How about rook to king four? And I was like, mm -hmm. "I didn't even think of that. That's brilliant, you know." And that just goes back to well, like, you, but you're talking about a technical skill set. Yes, you, you know what I mean. Like, you, you you're talking about long range precision shooting, not trap shooting. It, you know, a yeah. physical skill set versus a, a, a technical skill set. Yes. And I, yes. you just, yeah, I, that makes you sound very precise and me sound like a brute force idiot, but that's fine. Well, but no, 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 <laughs> no. But, but when it comes you down to your big dirt lizards, no, but when it comes down to brass taxes, <laughs> you get to have a, for lack of a better word, a physical relationship with your monitor. Right. I'll never have that with my snake. True. I mean, you can try. Also true. Oof. Yeah, right. Dude, I'm so jealous that Alex England has these. Yeah, they're awesome. God, these things are incredible. I do wonder, though, with these, like how how churched up were those color-wise? The pictures, uh, not 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 that much. If you have a good looking specimen, like if you have the norm, they don't all look like that. Mm. It's like those white uh, Sumatrana. Like you just you just get the past McGregor couple. eye. No, 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 no. You're talking about it's it's Sumatrana, but it's it's white. Like they don't normally look like that. They look green, you know. I got you. Uh, See, man, if you just wait long enough, eventually Billy will get far enough down the Asian colubrid rat snake hole that he will find a non-venomous snake that is as just as pretty. That is true. That is very true. That's yeah, the problem is right now we can't keep anything that's non-venomous that's that gorgeous. To, to be that beautiful, you have to keep a venomous snake because nobody can keep any of those weirdo Asian colubrids alive. Hey, we're, we're working on it. We're all working on it. You know? Oh, yeah. No, I 100% agree. Yeah. I'm looking at Koros rats again. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Hey, uh, and One, Keller, Keller puts it good, too. He says, uh, 
you can have visual interactions with cobras if they're out and about they're going to acknowledge your presence in one way or another before True. retreating into a hide um i have talked with zookeepers that say the same thing yeah yeah and i mean dude it's it, we we like what we like you know what i mean and you know as long like? as we can as long as we can all agree that coleonics is the shit how about chondras lame you mean green decay snakes okay oh that was a, <laughs> that was below the belt man hey, i do you, think it's you posted about finding decays and we're excited that is true um yeah. i i do They're think not, it's hilarious how justin's <laughs> i think it's hilarious how justin's two favorite snakes are literally the exact same snake chondros and bothriopsis yeah, well, coincidence? I think not. You know what's weird is like I've never actually had one like gape. I've seen pictures of some doing it, and I've never had one do that with me. Look at them all. And what is what the fuck is that? Billy Hunt, we're not hating on green trees. We're just breaking Justin's balls. And I can't actually hate on them. I've only ever had one, so I, that's no. I don't have any experience to speak from. They are not exciting snakes. I will say that. If you're looking for a snake that's out doing stuff, these are not it. Wait a second. That's my picture. They use that from Pixabay. I don't have that snake. I don't think that. Well, no, I still have that snake. I still have that one. Just look at them all day. Look was, there more, was there more? Was there more venomous on that list or no? Yes, there was. Um, apologies. Fuck uh, Echis. Echis. Um. I think that Echis should be a nine because of their toxicity, but I'll give them a solid four. I will. There, uh, there's no reason why it. I think honestly, I think their potency is what kills them for being a good beginner venomous. I can because see that. Like the size is right. Yeah, the size is right. There's no need to ever tail them. They, they're usually really good at riding a hook. Uh, their setups are usually pretty easy. Husbandry is usually pretty easy. They're usually good feeders. So, I mean, like, I feel like most Echis um, should, would be pretty good for someone who's getting into Venomous. The problem is the toxicity is just will mess off you the charts. Yeah. Mess you up. And it's amazing that some of them are egg layers and some of them are live birth. Yeah. And, like, and that, that to me... They're the same genus, and they've chosen the, for now. It, yeah, for now. But they're the same genus. But they've certain area animals have chosen what a better way of reproduction to suit their, you know, environmental needs. I think that's mm -hmm. phenomenal. You know, I keep Lucagaster, man. I think those things are awesome. Just get an egg eater. Same thing. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Why did we let him on tonight? Hey, my egg eater does a figure eight 
has a very similar pattern and makes the same yeah, noise. No, they look very and I won't similar. Die. Yeah, it is. It is some serious mimicry going on there. It is not the same sound at all. I do want some egg. If you've never played with an Echis, it's the same sound. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you that. It's not wrong. I actually here. I have a good video of one making noise. Hang on. And there's a bunch of kids in Illinois that think it's the same sound because I told them so. <laughs> How about that, Wolf? <laughs> mm. That makes me uncomfortable, too. Knowing that that thing can levitate. I mean, they're just... The hell is that? Is that Dynakistron? Good God, no. That's Bothrops. That thing's a freaking beast. Phil, look at this. Wow. That's that a Hararaka? Yeah. That's a fat speckled king snake. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I like the yellow in the face. That thing's gorgeous. That's a big ass cotton mouth, boy. Is that a Huffy? That's a nice looking bike, boy. <laughs> they don't growl, Jeff. Wait. I thought we were talking about. Hey, here we go. I'm so happy condors are once again relevant, a relevant topic on snakes and stogies. And then Miguel said, Condros are snakes I've always wanted but refused to fork over the cash for. I do want some roughies. And you know what? I'm super, I'm, I'm wondering why no one's done it. Uh, is cross, dare I say, cross a rough scale with a green tree. Are you trying to kill Owen McIntyre? Oh, no, man, I'm dude, just, dude, them, no, them here, words. I have, I have a legitimate Somewhere reason for a it. Bigfoot grew its wings. Hear me out. <laughs> All right. In the in the phylogenic tree, rough scales are the closest relatives to chondros, believe it or not. And, and so I want to know just a brown chondro. Exactly. They call them rock chondros for a reason. So I'm just curious what would what would come out of that. I'm not going to be the one to do it. But if someone else wanted to, I'd I'd be a fly on that wall. I'll do it. That right. next to some monopoly money. Volume up, children. I don't believe you, Billy. I don't hear anything, Phil. I'm disappointed. Do you really not hear it? I don't hear no. it. Oh, hold on a second. Hang on. Let me fix my microphone so you guys can hear it. Hang on. Well, I feel like somebody in the chat could sell some Carpondros, get a rough scale, and then do it and show Justin the hey, results. no one said anything about Carpondros, okay? Let's not get crazy. All right. You guys ready? Yeah. Come on, man. I have my egg eater on YouTube. It sounds exactly the same. And I'm not trying to make fun of you. <laughs> it's actually, it sounds way better when it's faster. 
because that thing that one's doing it like all slow and like uh, when it's like real quick it sounds way better let me see if i have a better one hang on right. no no I'm gonna... i don't know how to do your fancy screen share wheeler said i'm good on that one take back what you said i won't take back what i said i said i'm not going to do it i said i'm just curious what the f why did you have a piece of bread on your face phil Are you playing with snapchat for, like a 13 year old girl reason. I'm just curious. I mean, you guys know I'm not a big hybrid guy. Like, it's never been something that's really done anything for me, but I'm just super curious, and it's only because of how closely related they are. Here you go. You ready? This isn't going to work, maybe. Is that a saw scale? I can I can hear the difference. Like there is a difference, but it's it's just that the soft scale sounds a little more uh like coarse. But very similar. Practically the same. <laughs> <laughs> thought that was the Game Boy Color. <laughs> so, Phil, are you alive? Can you hear me? Yes. I don't think you can. I can hear you. Oh. The last one is, I also did this one special for you, Deboya. Oh, man. Nine. Solid nine. Love everything about them, man, but they're just not what people think they are. They think that they're just a normal little viper, and it's fucking not. Oof. They're fast, and they are defensive, and they're extremely... They're, they're usually good to handle. They're usually good at riding Toxic a little cinnamon rolls. They're toxic little cinnamon rolls, man. I don't think they're for beginners in the least bit. Um, I think they're a very rewarding species. I love that tea kettle sound, man. Oh, God. And I will have Pillist and I before I die. I will have them. Um, when I was trying to get back in the wrinkles, it was either them or Palestine, Palestine Vipers. And I the wrinkles came first. So... Yeah. I want to find this damn Ruffy Cross. I don't think it exists in pictures, though. You know what I always thought was a really interesting group, too, is the Monty Vipera stuff. You know, they, they never really did it for me. I mean, I think they're cool, but, like, I just didn't... Just something about them just... 
They're cool in subtle ways. They're cool in subtle ways, yeah. Like, uh, there's a guy I follow on Instagram. He's in Lebanon. And, dude, some of the vipers that he finds are just gorgeous. But, like, again, I'm not I'm not going to rush out and go get one, you know? Keller's right. I mean, the Moorish vipers are super cool, too. Um, there was somebody in the States had a couple, had like a trio of Moorish that um, I believe they were from, like, North Mauritania. And, uh, and dude, they were they were crazy. I mean, like every color of khaki you could imagine, you know? I'm trying to find, there's this one picture. I think I've showed it in a previous episode. That's like one of my favorite snake pictures of all time, but I don't think it's going to be on Google. Mm, not looking like it. I guess I should take that back. So it's not necessarily the genus that I think is cool. It's this. It's uh, this one species, a very small range. Nice Wheeler. <clears throat> Phil awesome. summoned it with his sultry voice. It heard the call. Excellent. Yeah, they're good looking, man. Another Billy Hunt special. Another Billy Hunt special. I like it. I don't know if he's into it if they just have one stripe, though. I think they have to have multiples to count. But I mean, look at the, the range on those things. It's so small. A Milos Viper. He said any stripe is okay. I found a video from back in the day of us messing with my Siemensis Deboya. If you guys want to hear the sound that they make. Yeah. It's kind of a it's kind of crappy audio because it's in the pet shop, it's in the store, but hold on. You guys hear me okay? Yes, you do. Miguel. I sound like a woman. You guys can hear me okay? Mm -hmm. All right, let's see how this sounds. You can get closer. Sounds like someone's doing dry cleaning. Okay, yeah, bad audio. Oh, well. Hmm. Yeah, so the boy was the last one I had, but... I'm in. I like it. 
I like it a lot. Ones I just thought up of on the fly. I figured, like, I thought about, like, the Ovovis and stuff, but I was like, no one really has kept those, and I'm sure you haven't dealt with that many of them to really have a solid opinion on them, so. Yeah, no. I don't I don't have a solid opinion on them. My are overrated. How about that, Jeff? You shut your mouth, not even boy. that cool. <laughs> Both of my water pipes. Don't gang up on me about how much conjures suck. All right, I get to have an opinion too. <laughs> what? Is that is that Bill's stomach growling or the dog? Oh, that's the dog. Sorry. <laughs> I just heard that. I was like, "What is that sound?" <laughs> no, no, it's bedtime, and that's why I had to mute it. I uh, had, he has a actually like an actual child mattress in our room i had to lay it down it made a bunch of noise and now he's making noise nice nice well boys we're at 209 that we are uh this has been episode 77 Part of the Herpet Culture Network, which is now has Lizard Brain Radio included in it. Yeah, buddy. With the the glorious beard below us. So happy to have. Like I said, I need to. I'm going to finish that Chris episode probably tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, We rambled for a very long time, and it was awesome. That's good. Chris is the man. I, man I, I, Chris is such a fun guy to talk to. Yeah, he's. I'm lucky to call him a friend. The hell yeah, it went. It went very philosophical. I, I sort of anticipated that just from hearing him him talk to you guys before and and talking to him over messenger and things like that. Um, but it was, it was pretty cool, and it's funny that he, he prefaces conversations with, "This is going to go totally off the rails," but yes, I totally want to talk. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I said he's just a beacon of positivity, and I don't. Very I much so. I mean, cannot, cannot squeeze some from him. Yeah, not, you did. You got rat not, snakes. Not in any major dose to where I can have the outlook that he has. I don't know. Maybe just life experiences, but I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, there I'm is glad. a guy that's catching some macklets soon there, Miguel. There is. There is. Hopefully this weekend. Already? I think so. Man. Why does why do eggs always go like incubate so much faster when they're somebody else's? It's because you're not hovering over them. It's like you blink and someone's like, Yeah, these hatched. It's like you just had them like last weekend. What the hell? Yeah. And then it well, takes like a Benjamin Button effect with when, when they're yours. <laughs> I told Billy, I said, I, I'm going there this weekend, so fingers crossed that uh, I'll get to see some Macs popping out of the eggs, because I've Big never Mac. seen that. It'd be awesome. That'd be cool. That'd be very cool. So. Still not Condras. Sorry. Condras over everything. Anyway, it's so awesome to have Bill and Lizard Brain as part of the THN, and thank you for joining us tonight, Bill. Yeah, I feel like I need to get an import Biok and suffer and learn the ways. And bleed 
You have to make a blood sacrifice yeah. when it comes to Beox. You do have to make a blood sacrifice for Beox. And continual sacrifices at that. It's not just one. But you can also thank the awesome people right here at Puget Sound Pythons. Check them out on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. They're good people. They've also got some liasis. So all you guys that are nerding out about those. Yeah. They don't have any chondros, though. So They don't need them. And they got rid of their anacondas. So I'm out for the giant stuff. Oh, sword topic. Andy, Andy has my back in this. I know that with the conjure thing. Andy, Andy Middleton gets it because Andy Middleton knows what's good for him, and Andy Middleton's a swell guy. Andy Middleton is not a swell guy. He is the swellest of guys. Too soon. There's one for sale up here. You can come visit. Mm. Billy, we are going to have to put a a little disclaimer on the Morelia than Lias' thing because, you know... Chondros are come first in that. Chondros, other Morelia, Liasis. How about that? See, you you put out statements like that, and then the next time that you talk, it's going to be. I hate Chondros. It'll be no. It's going to you're going <laughs> to totally go off the rails and and Bairds. It's all like in, it's all anybody needs. All green, black and yellow stripes, a coastal. And then a tiny coastal that's prettier in a Bairds. Bairds, Rettles, Chondros. That's Bears, the order? Beats, Bears. That's the order? No. Is that, is that what that you're going? works better. Chondros, I mean, Bairds. There's got to be an order. Well, that's, that's another discussion for another time. <laughs> There we go. Mike knows. Chondros, one and two. Rough skills, three. Anyone catch the yearly Chondrocast episode? Go to hell, hon. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> I'm busy doing THP and this in the magazine to fit it into my schedule. I don't have to justify to you. Anyway. Are we going to make a shirt that says Baird's Beats Battlestar Galactic? Uh, I have the design on Canva. I just have not put it on a shirt yet. We need to have Billy Hunt make Billy, it. Billy yells at me when I make a shirt and put it on Teespring. He's like, what are you doing? Right, I'll so you have to, it. Give it, to give it to Billy. I don't want to overload him with shirts that he has to keep up with. No, we don't have to sell them. They'll just be for us. Exclusive. You know that won't work. Elitist. People see it and they'll be like, I want one. And if, if people want, if clearly if people are buying a Baird shirt, they're into Bairds and I cannot like, if, I cannot justify excluding my fellow Bairds people because there's so few of us. There is. There I don't know, so Billy just you. went full send in the comments. So, yeah. Oh yeah, look at that. And I will say that the sponsor folks decided to post about the olives and Apodora that they get quite large too. Apodora is just a tree anaconda. <laughs> Made a play. I mean, that's awesome. That's good. I'm not even going to go there. Even I'm smart enough to know not to go there, buddy. Those Abadora guys are nuts. They are nuts. Mm. 
Only three right. like bears anyway. <laughs> Jesus. That is well, hilariously true. The three of us have <laughs> awesome bears anyways, and you can't have any. I was going to get you some, but, you know, I've changed my mind. I'm going to give them to someone who actually appreciates them. I think there needs to be some sort of t-shirt for bears to beard conversion. Because isn't he also the only fresh-faced one? Yeah, but he has, that's that's because of work. And I think he's also mentioned, I think he's not physically capable of growing up a, a beard beard like the three of us. So. Well, so that's true. Yeah. So the next time we have Bill on, we all have to smoke pipe. <laughs> Phrasing. Phrasing. Says the guy I who haven't... decided to outline his snakes as BBC. I wasn't even going to mention it. <laughs> people would pick up that subconsciously. The comments yeah, were already going after not. you. Oh, yeah. Big black crickets. All right. That's it. All right. All right. Everyone have a good evening. Bill, thanks again, brother. Later. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Bye. Bye.